fucking deep. I like it. These guys are jerks. Fucking deep. Bless you, boys. Young men expressing themselves. Unbelievable. Fucking deep. Put it in deep. You know, get pucks deep, putting the puck deep. Put pucks in deep. He's chipping pucks, he's getting pucks deep. Just put the puck deep. Getting pucks out, getting pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Pucks in deep. Puck deep. Pucks deep. Keep getting pucks deep. All right, fans, welcome back to the Pucks in Deep podcast. This is episode 60, and it's a bit of a special episode. We're, we're quarantining. We're self-isolating, and we are social distancing by Skyping for this Skype. episode. We're Skyping, and that's right. There's the voice of my co-host. You can find him on Twitter, at Lesko Adam. And uh, Mr. Lesko, it's, uh, it's good to see you, my friend. It's under some strange circumstances right now, obviously with uh, coronavirus at full strength and uh, you know, rapidly becoming a, a bigger and bigger problem. As time goes on, let's go. Uh, how you doing over there, my friend? Uh, isolating, um, keeping away from others. Uh, how, how are things going? You binging anything on Netflix or what? Well, I'm still at work, so like we're so the company I work for is is uh, exempt from the shutdown, like the Ontario shutdown, because we manufacture for like the military and homeland security and stuff. So you're essential. So, yeah. Well. I mean, I, I can work remotely for the most part, and I've been kind of given the flexibility in the next couple weeks to um, come and go as needed sort of thing. Okay. But uh, shit's been chaotic, obviously, with this happening, and uh, just it's our fiscal year end, so there's there's just all hell has been bro- breaking loose, and the news is changing every day, right? Every hour. Um, yeah, so so basically the, the, end of the, the end of March is a pretty crazy time at my place of employment, um, I mean, it, I am fortunate overall to still be working. Like I'm glad I'm not laid off or on EI like some people have had to. And, and, uh, I think they're a little behind when it comes to social supports for this stuff. But, you know, the social distancing thing has been kind of shit, I guess. And not really used to sitting at home on my weekends. And I know things are a little more chill typically in the winter, but yeah. it's still like, it's still really different, but unlike you, who's actually in quarantine right now, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, home from home from Florida and immediately into uh, quarantine, and it's a bit of a difficult transition. Kirsty and I are doing our best to maintain whatever it is, like six feet. Like we're watching movies, and I'm on the chair. <laughs> like I'm on the chair. <laughs> I'm on the chair over there. And she's on the couch, and she's sleeping downstairs. And so she didn't go to Florida with you then. No, no, she didn't. She couldn't because of her uh, because of her job. She had just started her new position, so she was still yeah. on like probation or whatever that's called. Um. So and 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 I mean, like I already planned the trip with uh, with Farrell like months ago, going to see the players, right? Going to see Tiger. Tiger yeah. Tiger pulls out of the players, and we're like, oh, it's too bad, but you know, at least we'll be able to watch other golf. Like no tiger is obviously devastating, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise because we can, you know, see more of the tournament and watch other players play. And and, and then Thursday during the round, they're like, no more fans for the rest of the, of the tournament. And Farrell and I were on the golf course. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. We were on the golf course golfing when we got the news and we actually got paired up with someone 
there was a single player in front of us and uh, the ranger drove out and he said hey man that guy's by himself he's a pretty good player you guys look pretty good do you mind if i put you guys together we're like yeah no problem so he waits for us on the next tee and as soon as we roll up we're like hey what's going on he's like i'm chris uh you know i'm josh i'm matt and he's like so no more players, eh? They just said no fans for the players. And that was the first moment that we found out. Oh, you found out on the We found from out this from this random single that, <laughs> you know, it just so happened that we weren't looking at our phones for the last five, 10 minutes or whatever. We were just playing golf. And then this guy just like brings us the worst fucking possible news. We're like, thanks a lot, Chris. Like, like the day before too. Eh? Yeah. 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 Well, we were getting all geared up. We're like, we're going to go tomorrow. I can't wait. And then no more fans. And then I kept saying to Farrell, I was like, bro, they're going to cancel the whole thing, man. Because he was like, at least it's on. Like, at least we can we can chill yeah. out. Because we had an Airbnb, which was our own place. So that was really nice. Like, we weren't in a hotel, right, dude? Like, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're worried about where everyone else is going and shit. Um, yeah. Common bathrooms, common places. Yeah, had, yeah. You're at least yeah. you're kind of isolated in where you're staying. Yeah, like, we had our own spot. It was just me you and didn't him. Didn't go any spring break ragers or anything. No, no, you? no, no. It was just me and him. So if he got it, <laughs> I got it, it and, and vice versa. And we didn't do anything crazy. We didn't go, you know, bar hopping or we didn't even go out to restaurants. We just Uber eats. Uh I got I got salmon uh like seven times in a row like feral is feral is just like fucking guy with his salmon man he's like i've never seen the likes so you know we were uber eating and we were watching zombie movies uh when we weren't out on the golf course we we did go to top golf um so i mean that that could be classified as a questionable decision maybe because you're using the same clubs you know that yeah. everyone else uses and stuff but i don't know man like when when the news broke and it was getting really intense it, it was worse here, like in, in, you know, back home than it was down there. No one down there yeah, gave to, a rat's ass. It seemed in Florida, nobody st still even gives a shit. Nobody cares in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's good to hear that you at least managed to have a, a good trip and everything. Cause I think it was, it might've been five or five days in your trip when they're like, come home now. Yes. Like when Trudeau started telling everyone to come home. Yeah. He told everyone to come home on Tuesday. And then now, we, did you drive back because you couldn't get a flight? Well, so oddly enough, Farrell and I both only booked one ways. And the reason for Farrell was much different than mine. The reason for Farrell was much more appreciable than mine. His reason was vacation Matt tends to miss his flights. Ah. <laughs> so he said, I'm not booking a return and we'll just see how it goes. Because originally he wanted to come home for St. Patrick's Day, big party day, and he likes to have a good time. Um so originally he was going to come home for St. Patrick's Day, but then, you know, I have my unit on the beach, um, my timeshare, my condo unit on the beach in Daytona. So I said, you're more than welcome, man. The The LPGA International course is, you know, fantastic, 10 out of 10. Uh, we can go down there for a couple of rounds. So it ended up being good in that sense because he did come down with me. We drove our rental car down to Daytona. We got to our unit. And, and again, you know, our unit is very small and it's, it's, um, if you guys, if our listeners know anything about timeshares, it's basically you own that week. So every, every person that's there that you see, you see them every single year because they are always coming at the same time as you are. So you make yeah. friends with people and it, it definitely makes you feel a little bit safer from, you know, from coronavirus, from the pandemic, because we're all in this together. Like we're all you know, down by the pool over in our corner where we always hang out. And for the most part, it's all Canadians over there. 
There are Canadians yeah. that we've met and, and have become great friends with, and we visit them outside of Florida. So it definitely makes you feel a little bit safer. And, you know, it's not like we were going to Disneyland and then going to Universal Studios and touching all these rides. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, we were a little bit safer in that regard. So, you know, I, I can't speak for Farrell, but, you know, both of us were kind of saying along the way that, uh, you know, it's it's a scary situation and, and we're afraid for the overall well-being of, of humanity. But as far as, you know, our, ourselves personally, like I'm not concerned today right now on March 24th, as we speak here on the Pucks and D podcast, I'm not concerned that like I have coronavirus or, or even that I'm going to get it because I'm, I'm able right. to just stay away from people here for a bit. So, yeah, I, it's, it's crazy though, because you know, when you left, it was, it was picking up a little bit, but it, well, I believe it was the day after we recorded the show that they announced that leagues were suspending play uh, because of the NBA player who basically tested positive right before the, uh, the game. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and then they they shut shut that down, and then within you know a day, all the sports leagues shut down, and then it was like, you know, shit hit the fan basically as you were going down. And I, I know some other people who traveled despite shit hitting the fan and like leaving like in and around that time, and you know, of course, come back and they're fourteen days off quarantine. So it's it's unprecedented. I mean, like you know, our I, my parents are talking about how they never saw anything like this in their lifetimes either we, you know whereas like we basically upended society uh the economy uh our way our way of life and it, it's hard to say what the future is going to look like like yeah maybe sports will resume at some point but I, i'm willing to bet it'd be without audiences for a while well man i mean you talked about it it being put on its ear like it's it's crazy. It, um, to be honest with you, like, I don't want to say that I I've had my head in the sand cause I, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. Um, you know, I, I know, I know enough about this to be concerned about it and, and everything else. But at the same time, I haven't really, it hasn't really set in yet. Kind of. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I was away, you know, I was yeah. away when and you're trying to have a good time. You're, you know, you're not going to sit there and read every update on coronavirus, especially the way this story has evolved so rapidly. And like, I'm the opposite. So I'm a big news junkie guy. You know, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, whether it's hockey news and political news and whatnot. And obviously this has dominated every aspect of, of every sort of news, right? It's, it's permeated everything. So now all of a sudden you can't get away from it. And yeah, I want to stay up to date and stay aware, but like I found myself getting worn out real fast from how fast it was changing. And every day there's new policy changes and, you know, you should do this and that. And, and it, it got to the point where, you know, I come home from work and after the first like half hour of getting home, my wife's like, Hey, no more of this talk. Let's just watch something and, and kind of just pretend like everything's fucking cool. And yeah. you know, it generally is. I mean, we're very fortunate here in Redford County. There's currently no known cases of coronavirus. Now it's only a matter of time before there is. Well, I thought there was but, one, there was one today. Yeah. So there was one today of somebody who lives in Quebec works in Redford County. So I guess that counts because he's automatically here. all those people who that you work with are probably, some of them are going to end up with it. Right. Right. So, yeah, it, it's been weird. Like my, my workplace is thinned out. So they've sent home basically everyone who doesn't have to be there. Obviously, some people work in manufacturing. Technicians need to be there because that's their job. They need they need to work in the shop, right? 
Um, so it's it's been I like I'm washing my hands raw. They are quite dry, and you know I've been really eager to get to the show so we could have this conversation and kind of talk about all these things. And you know I think it's going to be an interesting time for us because you know we went through last summer we did a few shows, very little hockey news, but at least there was there was news. And right now the only hockey news that we are going to get is going to be surrounding coronavirus. Yeah. So it's made it an unavoidable topic, but I will, you know, we will move on from this obviously uh, in the show and try and talk about some other topics. But uh, obviously this being our first show since all the shit hit the fan, uh, there'll be quite a bit of it going on. But, you know, when I texted you, I was like, hey, we can fucking talk about whatever. (laughs) Is there anything you want to get off your chest or... Or anything anyone wants to hear us talk about or weigh in on, now's the time. Carte blanche, right? Pretty much. And, you know, it's I a good thing about you and I is we could talk for hours anyway. Yeah, I think, so. we'll, yeah, I think we'll be okay. Um, did you see, um, I don't even, they were talking about it today on Overdrive, how the days and hours just mold into one another now. Like, I don't even really know what day of the week it is. Like, I, I know it's Tuesday, I think, right? Um, but, like, it it's it's strange how just not that long ago you know i don't know what i'm trying to say here like the mantra just changes as well i plan hours my life around hockey usually like i plan my my week okay uh please play tuesday thursday okay i'm not going to play anything for those days i'll plan my other things i have to do in between schedule the podcast around it and right. now it's like I don't, I don't know what day it is because i'm not paying as close attention as to what day it is no, and I mean it's funny. You're like, uh, you, you know, the wife will say, "Okay, no more, no more talking about coronavirus. Let's let's watch Contagion." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> staying, I'm staying away from that shit. Like, I mean, when we first talked about this months ago on the show, I was like, "Yeah, I don't do well with this kind of stuff. Just the the level of anxiety and and paranoia it can create in the mind." You know, I I've probably been more overly cautious about it than her as well. So it's it's been a little bit of a battle because like, I'm like, stop going to the store every day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go like I was, she got mad at me last week. Cause I'm like, can you just like, bu- not bulk buy, not hoard, but like, you know, buy an extra of this, buy two boxes of crackers instead of one. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. let's reduce trips out as much as we can. Yeah, that's right. You're she I, was kind of fighting me on it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what more to say. Like, but you're you know, supposed I, 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 to, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to hoard. You're not supposed to buy 12 boxes of crackers. You're supposed to buy two. That's right. You go in, you buy two that gets you yeah. through an, another couple weeks. And let's be honest here. When you're bored at eight thirty PM, don't snack. You're bored. You're not hungry. You're bored. You don't need to go and fucking eat all the food that you might have to, you know, hang on to for a yeah, couple, for a couple weeks. You can tell me that. Don't eat right now because you're fucking bored, not after, hungry. After I got I got a little baked and thrown Tiger King there. <laughs> okay, so listen, what is Tiger King? Okay, so I guess the characters in the exotic animal world down in the U.S. So these people who run these, you know, those like you see the signs for them, the billboards, like exotic animal tours, and they have like just shitloads of tigers and lions and monkeys and whatever. Because oh it appears that. In several of these southern states, there is little to no laws 
as to how many you can have or if you can breed them or whatever. Okay. Um, so they profile these people and they also happen to be just the most bizarre characters you'll ever see. And it's a, it's a perfect example of a show that's a, a, a train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of. So since you're in quarantine, you got some spare time in your hands. I'd fire that one up because it, although you probably have no interest in the topic, you, once you get going into it, you can't stop. Like, give me a little bit more. Like, give me some meat. Like, what's the what's the what's the plot? It's oh, real. It's real. Yeah, it's like a reality series. And then they're profiling mainly. It, it really focuses around these three very eccentric characters in this world, and two of which absolutely hate each other. So there's like a rivalry, and they they spend time like trashing each other online, and it just escalates and gets going and going. And this other lady who may or may not have killed her husband and fed him to a tiger uh, <laughs> is like the target or draws a lot of ire uh, because she's basically doing the same thing that they are, like caging up animals, but acts as if she's like a rescue shelter. Okay. When the rest of them are like, no, whatever, we're, we're a zoo. Like we exploit them for money. We understand this, you know? <laughs> anyway, but you, you got to check it out. Like I can't do justice to it. And like those of you who are listening right now and have watched a little bit of it, you're probably – kind of yelling at me right now for not explaining it great but it's, it's definitely one of the more bizarre things i've ever seen and and the the characters involved uh like I, there's times when watching the show you think it's fake because it's so fucking ridiculous okay all right well and, and like some of these people are so corny and weird and and they're like it's strange, stranger than fiction, I guess would be a good way to describe it. That's that's fair. That's a that's a good way to paint the picture. I'll have to put it on the list of uh, things to get to here while I'm in my quarantine, and it's kind of tough right now to shove anything off the uh, top shelf. Which for me right now is Tom Clancy's The Division Two, which I am nice all about right now. I feel like have you played it before? Have you played? Not. Have you? Do you know anything about it? Like I never really got it. Yeah, no, I never really got into any of them. I thought one of the Tom Clancy games was free on Xbox recently. I almost so, uh, downloaded. The division feels like something that would be right up your alley because it's very, uh, it's very RPG like, as in okay. like you walk around an open world basically, and the camera is third person instead of you know first person full screen. So cameras, third person, it's made by the same people that made Gears of War, if you ever played Gears of War. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. the, the whole premise is about, you know, being behind cover, moving from cover to cover. Uh, obviously, it's all like new stuff, which is good for me. Like I've been playing a lot of Battlefield and I get a little I get a little fed up with the old guns. OK, don't oh, yeah. don't yell at me. I get a little upset with the old guns. Give me some scopes. Give me some fucking you don't like some iron. Sights yeah, there. yeah, exactly. You know, so anyway, this one's all new and. It's got newfangled gadgets and drones and shit that you can use, but it's really cool, man. Like it's basically just open world. Think like Grand Theft Auto meets Call of Duty because cool. you rip around with your little uh, squad or whatever and you can do missions or you can like sometimes another person or another squad is doing a mission and it's too hard for them. So they send a flare up. You can run over and be part of their team and help them complete their mission, you know, and you get point, you get points for doing that. And you know, you pick up new guns, level nine gun, level 10 gun. Like as you level up the guys that you kill, they drop better guns. So you're constantly, you're constantly swapping this out for that. It gets really 
fucking overwhelming when your oh, yeah. inventory is full of things and you don't know what to sell or what to, what to keep and it's it's one of those where like a lot of time will pass by and you haven't even really done much because you're fucking around in the menus and stuff so what uh so have you been working at all remotely or are you just you just video games and Netflix right now no like I'm going to work because my parents are also quarantined Oh, so <laughs> I no drove boy, like I, I drove home with my parents. That brings me back. That brings us back to the, the discussion you had about me driving home. I ended yeah. up I ended up driving home with my parents. So my parents normally spend the remainder of March and early April. Uh, they go down to the Florida Keys and then they drive up like through Nashville and St. Right. Louis and stuff. Uh, they drive up centrally and then they come home. But, you know, due to COVID-19, uh, we packed up like we literally fucking packed up in like an hour and a half and hit the road Thursday night, hit the road. Um, so, you know, I drove home with them, my sister, Aaron and, uh, her husband, Joe, and their two young ones, uh, they traveled behind us and dude with, with an hour and 45 minute delay, uh, to cross the border, we still yeah, made it a big, big rush. Yeah. We still made it home in like, 22 hours or something straight straight drive like pull over for fucking gas use hand wipes to fill up but um yeah i mean it was uh, so what what was i saying oh right so i'm quarantining at work because i was driving home with them so like (laughs) i can be there i can be here so i'm not going i'm not going anywhere else so i get in my car i drive to fucking work i work and i'm like this sucks like which I should be on fucking, I should be on quarantine. I should be at home playing video games. Yeah, I know. I can't, there's a part of me, like I said, I'm very thankful that I am working, still getting paid, all that kind of shit, um, and, and have the ability to work remotely and, and whatever. But and like all these people were like, oh, I'm playing Pokemon because I got so much time on my hands now. Like, I want to play Pokemon. <laughs> I almost bought a video game the other day. I was, I think it was the Resident Evil 2 remake was on sale uh, for like 25 bucks or something. I almost bought it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, it's spring. I can't buy a video game because this is basically like gaming just stops for me pretty much throughout the summer unless it's pouring ass rain or something. Right. Well, and or or coronavirus is here. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and you know, I I feel very fortunate to live where we live. You know, I, I couldn't imagine right now living like in a big city in a, a building with 10,000 people in it where re- leaving your door is putting yourself at risk. Yeah. You know, going down, going through a doorway that a thousand people had already touched that day, going in an elevator or whatever. I mean, for us, it's easy. I, I can go, we can go for a walk. I can go out for a hike in the woods. I can take my four wheeler out. There's still lots of activities that I enjoy that I, I can still do. Um, you know, and, and obviously being in a remote rural area where, you know, it's slow to get here so far. I mean, I'm surprised it's taken this long, to be honest. Yeah, it's slow to get here. And I think, dude, like, you know, I, I can't preface this strongly enough by saying that I, I'm not a doctor and I don't have any credible knowledge on the virus, but you'd but have to imagine. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but you'd have to imagine that, you know, not only was it slow to get here, I have to imagine that it's going to be slow to spread in this area as well, just given what you just mentioned. I mean, where yeah. we are is not super dense in terms of population. 
uh, we only have several apartment buildings. I mean, it's not like we have high rises or anything like you just mentioned where on any given day, there's going to be 26,000 hands that touch this doorknob. You know, that that's not really the case. I mean, we've got banks uh, that, that are required to remain open. We've got grocery stores and gas bars that are required to remain open. But I think for the most part, I mean, you know, did you see that little diagram uh, or that little graphic that they had? Let's go with all the with all the bouncy circles, all the bouncy circles just moved around and they were trying to show you what social distancing was. So when all of the circles were moving around on the screen, one of them was red and the other ones were green. And as all of the circles moved around, they obviously bounced into one another and therefore red took over the screen in only a matter of seconds. Then they ran a couple more simulations where only half of the dots moved. And then another one where only one of the dots moved. And obviously, as you could imagine, the one where only one dot moves, it took forever for the whole screen to be infected with red. So that kind of is a good example of us where we are. We're in the area where only one little red circle is kind of moving around and everyone else is staying still. We're very far and few in between here. Uh, we're not super dense population, so I don't imagine that it's going to be something that, you know, sweeps this area and takes over this area and drives everybody uh, into bunkers or or holding up in their houses and stuff. But I guess we really don't know, do we? And that's kind of the scary part about it is not really, I don't know, not really knowing when we're gonna when we're gonna come out on the other side of this. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's like I said, it's completely unprecedented, and it's. Uh... It's good that and in some respects, I know maybe not so much in the urban areas, but to have the social distancing and the policies put in place and the shutdowns before shit hits the fan in certain areas, so to speak, so that you're you're kind of getting ahead of it, right? I mean, if it's already, there's already an outbreak in your area and then you start these things, yeah, you can slow it down, flatten the curve, as they say, but it's uh you know it's already there and people are already infected you're playing catch up in terms of testing right you're trying to you're trying to figure out how how much it's spread around in your area so have you um have you had a chance to review the list of essential businesses that will remain open so i did have to check yesterday because there was a quite the panic of my work yesterday as to whether or not we were going to fall in that in that area and there was some lobbying going on we were calling toronto calling the government and trying to figure out if if we were going to be okay uh the list was really released last night and it seemed that there was a couple areas that covered us essential manufacturing research um and we also called the our mpp just to get clarity on that to make sure that we were in fact okay to operate um but obviously we're still taking into account um you know proper proper health and safety regulations and, and, and practices as in we've already thinned the herd, so to speak at work, we started sending people home uh, this week already. And now basically all non-essential manufacturing personnel will be, will be uh, sent home uh, as of tomorrow. Any surprises uh, to you on the list of, uh... it was really broad. It was broad. You know what I mean? Like it seems that it's, you know, there's not a lot that's shutting down. No, it seems like the majority of shit that, that's shutting down is like is is retail, non-essential retail. Yeah, like I can't go buy a pair of shorts. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, like it seems that a lot of businesses, and I even had a supplier of mine reach out and ask me yesterday. He's like, "Are you essential manufacturing? Because if you are, and I'm doing work from you, then I can stay open. But if not, I have to close." 
Right. So they were pretty stoked when we sent them some orders and told them that we were essential because they're like, all right, great, we can stay open and do these jobs. I was um, most surprised and to be completely honest with you, almost disappointed. And I'm not going to come off great to a lot of our listeners here, but I, I was surprised and almost disappointed to see that fucking liquor stores and beer stores are going to remain essential. Isn't it though? Like that, that seems it's ridiculous. It, it is kind of, and, and okay. Like there's an argument to be made that alcoholics can die from withdrawals. Okay, fine. But like stock up, like, I don't know, like, yeah, you figure most alcoholics got to have a good stock liquor cabinet. Right. I mean, I went to, I went to Quebec there. I think it was a little over a week ago, bought two, two for us. I'm like, I'm all right for a while. Yeah. But like, are we really, are we real, are we really going to put the rest of society in danger, including the employees? Think about the 19 year old employee cash register, you know, cashier, that has to show up at the LCBO and handle your dirty money and shit, you know, from yeah, a lot, there were some places I noticed aren't taking cash at all. It doesn't make any sense. Oh man. My credit card bill is insane from fucking Florida. Everything was put on the card. Cause I wasn't touching just anything. Tapping. Yeah. Just tap. I wasn't touching any money. I wasn't taking any money out. So, I mean, it's fine. I guess I got money in my account that I can pay it off with, but that's not the point. Normally you go down with, you know, I don't want to take all my money in my wallet, but you go down with a, a sufficient amount and try and let see how long that gets you uh, through yeah. the vacation, and then maybe credit card the rest. But in this case, it was like I'm not I'm not prepared to do that. But yeah, I mean, bringing it back to the to the, the to the liquor thing for me, it's it's not about like the the population that's going to be going in and out of the liquor store and stuff. It's it's more about the employees that are now being told where like they'd probably rather stay home and be safe. Yeah. They're not making any money, but this is pretty fucking serious. What's going on here. This isn't just like a little thing. It's a big, serious deal here. That's a tough deal. Especially when it comes to, well, in our case in, in Ontario, Canada here, we're talking about public institutions here. Like it's not like the LCBO as a business is going to fail or something if they don't stay open. Right. I mean, small businesses, are, are probably the hardest hit and you know if they get to stay open then fine but it's still a challenging time for them and and kind of one thing in my conversations with the owners and management of my company was you know I, I don't envy you their position as this situation continues to evolve and change every day sitting there trying to trying to weigh health and safety versus making money and staying open right yeah, and, like, and and there's no real decision that can be made that will appease everybody someone's going to be upset about something. I mean, if they said, you know, unfortunately liquor and beer stores will not fall under the category of essential. Could you imagine the uproar? People oh, get, yeah, oh, I can't go get uproar. my whiskey. Like I can't go get my fucking vodka. Like that's why I said that before I dropped my hot take. I said a lot of listeners or whatever, I'm going to fall out of favor with them because most people are probably excited to hear that the liquor store is going to remain open. I, I'm not a, a huge, huge drinker. I mean, I, I probably stop into the liquor or beer store maybe once every couple months kind of thing. So it doesn't really affect me anyways. But, you know, maybe a little bit more in the summer, dude, when I'm playing baseball and playing golf, like I like to have some pints on hand and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'd be a little disappointed. But I think at the end of the day, it, it it's it's just as easy of a decision to close those places as it is to close anywhere else, anywhere else, you know, like Debose could probably stay open because they've got drive through. So why not just do 
like drive through and you know have gloves on and stuff like that like i don't know i just felt like it was uh kirstie and i were both kind of laughing about it we we're like oh no like you gotta head down to the liquor store and get all your booze for your for your self-isolation meanwhile well, there's been a go ahead there's been a significant boost in sales too with the cannabis stores as well as the lc and beer store for people stocking up maybe in fear that they were going to close or you know and also the people I mean, people are at home and quarantine and stuff like that. You got a lot more time for boozing and getting stoned. So yeah, no kidding. That's <laughs> I, I said to a couple of my buddies, I'm like, because I have to quarantine, I can't really go out and like you know get any more like weed or anything from the reserve. So <laughs> I said to my buddies, I was like, man, am I ever glad I grew my own plant this year? Yeah, yeah, you got yourself all stocked up, and ready to go. Yeah, super. It's funny, actually, I did order a case of wine the other day. Uh, from a, a favorite winery there down in southern Ontario. So a uh, nice case of Cab Franc, uh, some red there. So I'm looking forward to that coming in. Oh, so so the, bring it on. The deliveries are still going on here during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. There's a, So shipping and all that is considered essential. That's all going to continue on. And, uh, I, and I've noticed a lot of delays in certain deliveries. Like Prime isn't two days it should be in a lot of cases right now because okay. amazon's just getting overwhelmed but they would be yeah everyone's shopping online yeah and if you are shopping online, yeah speaking of which you want to pick up some official pucks and deep podcast gear that is now available thanks to our partnership with galant media visit galantmedia.ca slash shop and if you can see coleman right now you can see how fucking sharp this boy looks rocking the gray pucks and deep hoodie um, I ordered myself a blue. I ordered myself a gray tee. Looking forward to getting those sometime soon. I believe you have my hoodie. So I do, whenever I, you're done quarantining, maybe I can have it. I do have your hoodie. I'm trying to take a picture right now. So I might lose you. If I lose you, I'll dingle you right back. But I'm trying to take a trying to take a picture right now. You're trying to take a selfie of yourself with the hoodie on. And oh, I gotta no. watch because we're on, on you, Skype. You do you do have to watch because you're on Skype. This is fucked, dude. Let's not have to yeah. do this anymore. Let's not have any more fucking global pandemics because I don't know if I can handle this again. How do I even do this? I don't know. I, I'm not sure what you're trying to do. So I'm trying to take a screenshot, but then everything gets in the way. Here. Let me try this. There we go. That's ah, there you go. Oh. This is riveting. Yes. So I was kind of thinking, you know how like people have names for their for their fans and their listeners, like Lady Gaga's got the little monsters and oh and, yeah yeah, you know what I mean. Everyone's got Beliebers. their like, crew, believers, yeah, like believers and shit. So what do we call our dedicated legion of listeners? It's got to be puckheads, no? That's what I was thinking. Puckheads, right? Puckheads has to be. Yeah, but puckheads, oh, puckheads is probably taken by something somewhere. Well, I mean. Yeah, come on. Who cares? Pucks and Deep was already chosen, and now it's three different podcasts. Yeah. So I guess we can so we take Puckheads. So we can borrow Puckheads. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah, Puckheads works. So go buy some shit, Puckheads. Yeah, come on, you fucking Puckheads. <laughs> buy some shit. Actually, we've sold quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of the hoodies. Um, got a couple of uh, got a couple of text messages, a couple of tweets, uh, people liking the product uh the one that i'm wearing right now and, and the one that i have for you when i eventually get it to you um is uh yeah like you mentioned let's go quite the uh, sharp it's a real sharp contrast because of the nice gray that it is 
whatever yes, I do like Heather do like Gray it. or something. Because it's not like it's not like all gray. If you know what I'm trying to say, it's it's I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's a nice it's a nice sharp look and the contrast with the uh, the Pucks and Deep logo on the front. I I wasn't really sold when Sean was trying to, you know, he was trying to let me know like, listen, man, if you want full color on your hoodies, you're gonna lose thirty seven dollars every time you make one. And I was like, well. Like can't do that, that obviously can't like, you know, but maybe, but maybe I make one of them to wear it around for myself, but no, like it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. So I, I wasn't really on board with him when he was like, you know, you got to go one color, man. You got to go one color because he's a businessman. Right. And he's thinking about what's the most cost efficient way to do it in terms of maybe making a profit. And I was trying to tell him so hard, like, bro, we have zero interest in profits. Like, yes, down the road at some point, maybe we make a hundred dollars and that'll kind of cover our fees for the fucking pot or something like that. But at the end of the day, it wasn't about making money. It was just about making swag that we could, that, that we could, yeah, just, just, just so that people could, people cost. could wear it out in public. And some, someone asked me the other day, like, Oh, that's pretty sweet hoodie. What's that for? And I was like, it's for my pucks and deep podcast. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't have it until you listen. So, yeah, that's right. So tune in and oh, uh speaking of new listeners and um I guess we're half hour away. We can move away from Corona. You want to move on from sure. Corona? Yes. Um puck the virus hashtag. Uh new new listener and uh future guest on the podcast. Um current Lumber King and one of the all-around beauties in the CCHL, Fletcher Anderson. Uh shout out to you Fletcher uh, He's been messaging me like crazy. Let's go. You didn't end up seeing that huge conversation I had with him, eh? Like in the direct messages. No, I, 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 I didn't get the notification. Well, because so. we both have access to the podcast, right? So he he sent me a message. He just said, hey, man, when's the next podcast? And I said, oh, funny that you mentioned it's actually tonight. And I didn't really put two and two together that I was talking to him under the Pucks and Deep podcast account. So we had like this big, long conversation, uh, maybe about four or five minutes of, you know, shooting messages back and forth. And then I finally realized, holy fuck, Lesko's phone is probably blowing up with all these messages right now, but you never ended up seeing it. So I'll just fill you in briefly. Uh, Fletcher, uh, I was chatting with him at one of the Lumber Kings recent games, of course, before they had their season canceled. Um, Playoffs were just about to get underway. Fletcher was returning at full health uh, from a, a suspected concussion and was ready to tear it up for the Kings uh, in the postseason, but obviously not going to happen. Luckily for Fletcher, uh, he does have another year of junior eligibility. So, uh, you know, unless uh, drastic changes occur, he'll be back next year uh, playing for the Lumber Kings. He, he loves playing here in Pembroke. Uh, him and I were chatting briefly about how the Memorial Center was really rocking there uh, coming into the end of the season and getting ready for playoffs. So it was a really exciting time, Lesko, and I'm really disappointed, man, that I don't have the opportunity to call those playoff games. Uh, Fletcher actually joined our broadcast in their final game of the season for about 10 minutes in the second period, and this guy is just great on the mic, dude. Um, he'll be a great guest to have on the show. He really wanted to be on tonight because I saw you had some Lumber Kings, um, you know, information in the prep. And I thought it would have been nice to bring him on if you were here with me. Uh, but, but a three way conference call remotely, I don't think would, would do our listeners any favors. This is well, well way beyond our technical, logical, uh, capabilities. <laughs> so we'll have to work on that. 
But we'll figure something out there because I guess we'll probably have at least one more quarantine pod coming up next week. Uh, but yeah, I, I did want to shout out the Pembroke Lumber Kings who managed to get themselves back into the playoffs this year. Um, I, I was really happy to hear that there was a buzz down at the Memorial Center. Uh, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2018. Uh, they were actually on their way to game one. So they rode the bus down to Rockland for their playoff series and basically turned around and came home. Yeah. Because that was the day that the NHL canceled and then the O canceled and it just trickled down to every league. And unfortunately now the CCHL, the OHL, the WHL, the ECHL, the USHL, everything but the A in the end has have canceled their season and their playoffs. Yeah, like officially canceled, no postponing or we're hoping to do this. It's just we're done. Right. So we're done. This is this will be the first time in the hundred and two year history of the Memorial Cup that it will not be awarded. Wow. So World War One, World War Two, that shit still got awarded. And a goddamn virus is what takes it out. It's really unfortunate. Um and, and you know, it's a really tough way to go for those guys who are in their last years a junior, those playing for draft pedigree or, or even scholarships. Uh safety is obviously paramount in these unprecedented unprecedented times, but you know, it's it leaves a lot on the table and a lot to, to be desired for these players because a lot of these guys are playing for something. Yeah, man. And like you said, Lumber Kings have had some seasons where, you know, they'd like maybe some forgettable seasons. Uh, last year, for example, losing 16 consecutive games. I mean, it was a really tough time. And the funny thing about last year, let's go was after the 16 game losing streak, the Kings were absolute fire and only missed the playoffs because of some jockeying for position by other teams. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, the 16 gamer obviously <laughs> is, is why they lost. But what I'm saying is they got themselves back into the discussion, uh, even after the 16 game losing streak. And like, it was pretty bad, dude. I, I hope, I hope not a lot of people that, uh, are involved with the team <laughs> listen to this specific episode. Cause I don't know if I'm throwing anyone under the bus right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Fuck it. It's quarantine pod. Like they told well, us, to, they, they told us to stop talking about it like, oh, geez, yeah. on, so on, got, on the broadcast, on the broadcast. Yeah, on the broad, so Cause we're doing the games, uh, bro, bro. We're doing the games, man. And uh, you know, hey, welcome back to the Pembroke Memorial center. It's been 87 days since the Lumber Kings had a victory. <laughs> you know, like it gets a little difficult to talk about a team that has no interest in winning, not putting out a good product. Well, that's um, the storyline, right? Yeah. I mean, if that's the storyline, fuck, win some games and I don't have to talk about it. It's, yeah, no more talking about that, it. I mean, everything's good when everyone's winning, obviously, and, and you try and, you know, I understand there's a close-knit organization when it comes to volunteers and people work in and around the team, but that's just the reality of things. And, and, you know, I can understand their perspective, but it's like, I don't know. Like I, I find it weird that they would encroach on you in that way to, to dictate your commentary. Well, right? I remember saying to rich off camera, I was like, if, uh, if anyone could point me to the paychecks that I receive, uh, from the team, I'd be glad to find out, hey, where, find yeah, out where those are, you. you know? But the yeah, funny they, thing they, is they, though, is me, me doing those games is the payment because I love doing it. So like, I remember I was, I was saying to Rich, I remember both of us were pretty, both of us were pretty like ticked off by, you know, like we basically got called into the fucking coach's office. This is, this is like the old ownership. So I feel good talking about it now because it's the old ownership, but we got called into the office and they were like, so obviously everybody knows you know, where we're at with this losing streak is like, we just want to uh, distance the team from, you know, any negativity as much as possible. So, 
you know, let's just let's just move on uh, from well, from, from the, the broadcast. Lo- and we were we were mid we were in the midst of the losing streak. It's not like they just won a game and they said, "Okay, guys, we're just calling you in. We just won a game. Losing streak's over. Let's move on." That would be a different conversation. I'd be like, "Yeah, that that's fine. Let's do it." But it was we were still losing, and they were like, "Let's let's let's move on. Let's not talk about this." And I was like. I didn't even say anything. I just shook my head and then left. But afterwards, when I was talking to Rich, I was like, bro, this is the fucking story. Like, we are losing every single game. How do we How do we do a broadcast without even alluding to the fact that, you know, while they're mired in a 16-game losing streak, the Lumber Kings actually have the fourth best power play. They're just not getting any power plays. Like, you can't have discussions about the game without alluding to the fact that all they've done is lose for two months. Yeah. It's it's unavoidable. It's, it's unavoidable for them to even ask, and I don't know. I, I find that it's it's not really fair for them to put you in that kind of position. But I mean, it's at the end of the day, what what can they really do? I mean, they try and influence you, but that's really the extent of their their abilities in the situation. So. Yeah, but then they tell me to fucking stop coming back. You're not doing any more games. Yeah, and now. Find you know, another good li- good guy, local guy who wants to do it. I guess, but it wouldn't probably wouldn't be that me. hard. It probably wouldn't be that. <laughs> yeah, they could hire you. Well, well, we'll get to see what your skills are like this summer, my friend, on the baseball field. That's right. That's or- right. A little bit of news for our uh, listeners out there. If you are a fan of local fastball, the Ottawa Valley well, hardball, Baseball bud. League. Hardball, bud. Hardball. Hardball. Okay. Hardball baseball. It's- no, you said fastball. Well, I didn't. Well, yeah. Say. Okay. See, I better get this right. This, I'm glad we're having this conversation now. Yeah. Well, w- fastball is where they do the windmill. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Right. And then hardball is like good old country hardball MLB. All right. It's real baseball. Yeah. And, baseball uh, is the safest way. Baseball. Uh, the two of us have been asked by league management to step in for a couple broadcasts this summer. Uh, so what's happening is Kojiko or your TV or wherever they call themselves now uh, will now be broadcasting a segment of games throughout the summer. Uh, I believe we've agreed to do a couple of these games, maybe two or three, and some other commentators and uh, sports guys in the community will be jumping on broadcast as well. So I'm going to have to sharpen up on my baseball, and it's pretty hard to do if the fucking Blue Jays aren't going to play baseball. Yeah, no kidding. And do you think they'll permit us to call the show Balls in Deep? I, I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> I'm definitely... Judging... Based on the fact that most people who watch Kojiko are like seniors and it's just on their TV. <laughs> it's so true. It's such like a it's good just point. the channel that comes on when you turn on your television or it's like the channel that's on in like the common room at the old age home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, rest her soul. When I when we used to go visit my grandmother down at Marion Hill, that's what was always on uh, in the background. So I, the, like back when I first started volunteering with the lumber Kings and I would do Kojiko interviews like down by the ice. Uh, I remember thinking in the back of my mind, like my grandma doesn't even know that it's me on the TV, but guaranteed this is on in her room right yeah. now at, at Marion. Hill. <laughs> so that was pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, yeah so you know, we will be doing some games. It's going to be interesting dude to see if we even have the games. Yes, that'll be interesting as well. I, I know my soccer season's up in the air. We got to wait for Ontario soccer to rule on it. Uh, we're just acting as if it's business as usual right now in terms of registration. So, you know, hopefully, if there is a delayed season, you know, we still get our we still get to get out there because it's it's one of the things I look forward to this summer. And obviously, with the momentum of the baseball league and how much has grown, and and to get a TV deal like you yeah. guys got this summer. 
and something exciting for you and I to be a part of it. It'll be disappointing if that doesn't actually come to fruition. Yeah, no kidding. And I mean, if anything else, let's go just to get us out of the fucking house here. Like, I mean, you, yeah. you go through all winter and you do your hockey and you do your, you know, your snowmobiling or skiing or something like that. But not everybody does that. There's there's obviously a severe drop off when you're talking about activities that people partake in during the winter. I mean, the, the sun comes up later and it goes down immediately. It's just it's not the greatest time. It could be pretty blue. And in a time like right now, like spring is right around the corner. I should be getting the little chipping wedge out and getting ready to hit the golf course. You're getting your lower body in shape, trying to run around the soccer field. I'm looking forward to getting, you know, some hits of the baseball down at the field. And if they're not open, we can't even go down and and throw, have a catch. Like we can't even go down and have a catch because the fucking field won't be open and we'll be fined $500 for not complying with the fucking uh, social distancing act or whatever the hell they're throwing at yeah, us now. Yeah, I mean, it's normally at this point, you know, I'm, I'm right into the gym and, you know, a team will start practicing usually within a week or two. I mean, you know, there's still a little of a glimmer of hope, but uh, just based on what I'm seeing and, and I'm sure the, the all the major sports leagues are looking at this going like, yeah, we, we suspended our seasons. We were going to review it at the end of March, but I don't see anything changing anytime soon. No, and while we're flirting with the topic, then let's 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 stay there. Let's go um, pro leagues. Uh, you want to talk about the NHL specifically? It's kind of what we specialize in. Um, no one knows anything, so you really having this conversation is almost fucking useless information and a waste of our time. But we got to talk about something. I mean. They want to award the Stanley Cup. In my opinion, I was, again, uh, you know, throw back to my brief conversation with Fletcher just a moment ago before we went to air here this afternoon. It, it has to be awarded, bro. Like, we, they have to figure out a way to award it. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel... So here's the thing that I got from the Bettman Daily Address and all that. Here's what I got. I got that, A, they want to do everything they can to award a Stanley Cup this year. And B, or 1B, whatever you want to call it, they are focused on playing a full season next year. So here's my takeaway. I think that you could have stopped at number one, awarding the Stanley Cup, and worry about next year when you have to. I think, personally, it's more important to award the Stanley Cup for this season that has been currently played and is now under suspension it's more important to award that Stanley Cup than it is to have a full 82 next year. I, I just I feel the importance of awarding the cup is 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 just crucial. You can't have a season like we just had and play all those games and score all those goals and have those playoff races and shit. And then just have it be literally nothing. Like how how does yeah, it nothing, yeah. how does it get recorded on Hockey DB? Like I know <laughs> I know that it would be recorded, and you know Matthews would have his forty seven or forty eight or whatever the fuck he has. Like it's just you have to award the cup, and I think it's more important than starting next year on time, and it's also more important than getting a full eighty two game season next year. If you have to knock it down to a sixty five or a sixty game season or whatever. I think that's what you do as long as yeah. you can award the Stanley Cup to somebody this year. It has to be done. Well, absolutely. And from a business, pure business standpoint, I mean, any team will tell you that they'll sacrifice regular season games next year, home games, in favor of a potential playoff run and the revenue that that has the potential to generate. But what about the teams um, that missed? They don't. Well, I, 
and, and yeah, and that's that's the way she goes, though. You know what I mean? Like that's that it would have been like that regardless had the season ended or not. Now, I understand this makes the most sense from a league perspective in that you want the Stanley Cup awarded, like you said, and if it's at the expense of next year, then fine. And that's the the timelines that we've seen kind of leak out over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I know the PA alleged proposal was training camp in July. Um, the season finishes late July. Playoffs are August, September. Draft and free agency October, followed by the season beginning in November. Now, that's a crazy ambitious schedule, but seems realistic given the timelines that we kind of know about the virus right now. Um, you know, it's not saying we're going to resume in May or June, which I think is wishful thinking at this point. Yeah, but I, I mean, so. as a fan, from a fan standpoint, I'm kind of looking at it where it's like, I'm not really, it's so up in the air that I'm not really putting my my faith in any proposal. Like, I, it's, it's almost like I fully prepared myself as a fan for this season almost to get written off. You know, but I, I, I feel like they're going to do something. They're going to salvage it. And then my hope is that, the, that we have time to do it uh, without damaging next season too bad. Well, but we've heard Bettman say that he wants to play a full 82. And if that's the case, I just don't see how they do it. No, I, I, I think that's a huge pipe dream. I do. But I mean, if you're telling me that the first available opportunity that we have, and when I say we, I mean society. Like the first available opportunity that we have to basically get our lives back to normal is October of 2020. Well, then you figure out something between now and then to have the playoffs and they start October. Big deal. We'll have fucking NHL playoffs. We'll have NBA playoffs. We'll have the Masters. It'll be the greatest October in the history of Octobers. We'll have every. It's over. The season will start. Yeah. And then, yeah, it'll just be a condensed playoffs. Do a best of five, best of five, best of five, or whatever you want to do. Like, I don't care if there's an asterisk next to, you know, the St. Louis Blues or, or the or the Colorado Avalanche or the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, whatever fucking team happens to win the cup. I don't care if there's an asterisk next to it because of, you know, extenuating circumstances which led to shorter series or something that needs to be footnoted. I'm okay with yeah. a footnote, but I'm not okay with having played all of this season and then wrap it up and throw it in the fucking shitter. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if you're a player too, fuck, that would hurt. You think about what you put into this season and, and, and even those guys tracing personal milestones and you got to think, I really got a feel for those guys too, who are, you know, uh, you guys like Justin Williams, for example, who came out of semi-retirement basically to sign for another year in Carolina, you know, have another kick at the can. And, you know, this, this lapse is difficult on the players, especially not being able to go to the rink and be able to work out in the gym and whatever. I'm sure they're finding ways to stay in shape, but think about how difficult for these guys who said before this season, oh, this is my last year, and then if the last year gets shortened or if your team misses the playoff by two or three points because you didn't get to play the rest of the games, I mean, that puts you in a shitty position and and obviously makes you want to come back next season. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's easier for maybe the casual fan or maybe if you're, uh, if you're more than a casual fan, but the team that you follow is out of the playoffs, you know, 
Um, if you're a Sharks fan, for example, or LA Kings fan or something like that, Detroit, Ottawa, you know, your team is really out of it and you don't have any horse in the race. I think it's easier for you, that person to say, well, just scrap it. I mean, who cares? Right. Blah, blah, blah. But my, my problem is we, we awarded a Stanley cup to a team that played 48 regular season games. Right. So we had yeah. a we had a lockout shortened season. It should where, be shortened at the other end at this in this case. Yes, yes. If, if, it, they, if they do scrap the season. That's right. That's right. It's shortened on the other end. So instead of instead of basically what happened before, which was everyone arguing over money and finally they settled and we had half a season, what's happened this time is we had what, ninety percent of the season? Eighty eight percent of the season, and then had a crazy global worldwide fucking pandemic that had to shut everything down. So you still played almost the entire season. I would be, I wouldn't be really happy about it, but I'm not going to argue if you're going to give awards out, you know, based on today and just, you know, you know what guys? Yeah. You, you didn't, you played two less games. Josh played two less games than Adam, but Adam got six more goals. You know, yeah. we're going to give Adam the Rocket Richard trophy and congratulations. I'm okay yeah. with that as long as we can still have someone lift the fucking cup. And I don't care if it's in June or August or even goddamn December. I don't care. I think it's way more important to close the book on this season than it is to open a new book on another season. Yeah. We got to finish it. Dip- I think the most difficult aspect of this whole thing is. You know, if they end up in a timeline where they just can't afford to play out the regular season schedule as it stands and they go, okay, well, you know, you got these teams around the fringes and there's been talk of these play-in games like uh, or play-in mini-series of these teams that, you know, the teams that are at the bottom of the playoff standings and the ones that are just on the outside looking in. Um, I'm not a fan of that format and I've heard people throw it around in the context of the NHL before. Like, hey, let's have this, let's have that. Sorry, you don't play 82 games to lose or make the playoffs in one or two extra games. Yeah, but not only that, dude, not only that, half the fucking league makes the playoffs already, man. Yeah, I know. And we're in a situation right now, too, where, okay, if we got to do something like that to satisfy, because I I completely understand from an ownership standpoint um, and a team management standpoint, if they're like, yeah, we're out by one or two points right now what the fuck? Like, you know, we didn't know the season was end abruptly tomorrow. Um, you know, part of me has no sympathy for those teams that they decide to exclude them from the playoffs, but I completely understand that format in this situation. Yeah. And to be completely honest with you, I remember earlier, I said, there's no decisions that any of these major sports leagues can make where they're going to appease everyone. Um, yeah, I, I, for one, whatever ends up happening, I'm going to be okay with it. Whatever. I think we have to. Yeah. I think we have to. Cause I think not everyone's going to be happy, but guess what? Like it, it's, it's so well beyond anything anyone's ever planned for or any contingencies or any scenario you could have imagined. So we're just going to be happy with what we get. And you know, if you're talking in the middle of summer, sweet, I guess. I mean, from a sports perspective, unless you're a big baseball guy, the middle of summer is not that great for sports overall. Anyway, you're just kind of, you know, you're coming off the high of the, the playoffs and basketball and hockey. And, you know, if you're a bit of a soccer guy, you got some of that going on and Canadian football, golf. But, I mean, throw some hockey in there. That's pretty cool. Now, I've been on the record of saying this in the show previous. 
that I'm not a huge fan of the fact of how long the NHL season goes when it goes into June and even May, in late May. I'm not a fan of that. Right. Obviously, in this circumstance, I'd be pretty pumped just to get any hockey back whatsoever. Yeah, and that brings me back to my point. My point is I'm not going to be... I'm not going to ask any questions. And I mean, this might not age very well uh, if, you know, it's July 8th and the news release from the NHL is we're we're starting back up and this is what we're going to do. I'm sure I'm going to have some fucking thoughts, but like, it's not going to be, oh, what a fucking joke. Like, way to go, Batman. You know, like, it's just people are going to find something to bitch about it when really at the end of the day, it should just be rejoice. Like, we're Let's getting be it. thankful you have hockey back. Yeah, we're getting it back. Remember when we didn't have yeah. it? Remember, remember, remember places? Remember going places, dude? <laughs> like, remember, I remember. Remember when going out was awesome and going somewhere was great? Can't yeah. do that anymore. Well, it's the weirdest thing to be, you know, for a lot of people having shitloads of free time in their hands and free weekends and nowhere to go and nothing to do and not having sports to occupy your time. Um, so I did want to ask you, have you taken the opportunity to watch any old hockey games or anything like, I like that to get your fix? Um, I have been watching old golf. Old golf. So yeah, old that's tiger. what I've been doing. Yeah, old Tiger, Tiger at the Masters. Uh, the final round of every Masters is actually available on the Masters channel on YouTube uh, every year except the previous year. So, uh, you know, you might not, you can't go watch Tigers win from last year, which might be the reason why you go there to watch it. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Uh, his isn't on there. It goes by every two years. So they're, they're always missing a year on there. But yeah, I, I go right. on, I throw on some of that. Um, I saw in the prep that you put about the WWE. Is that a real thing? Like yeah, so I, I just read this today, actually, when I was doing some notes on my lunch. The WWE is offering free streaming of classic matches, their docuseries, their old pay-per-view events, because um, they have a streaming service. It's like 10 bucks a month or no, something. No, it's Netflix like 15 style, right? and I had it for oh, a few, I had oh, it for a few yeah. months. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think we talked about this on the show like back when we started. Yeah. But apparently they're offering that shit for free right now, so I might tap into some of that. Bro, you just, should, man. There are, there are some fucking good matches on there man like there are some good fucking matches what i would do if i were you and i did this already i'd go on my computer or on my phone first and just just get what get the internet's feel what's the what's what's the best match one of the best what's matches yeah what's, what's worth the, watching you know what yeah. play what playback is gonna really stand the time or you know stand the the, the test of time and uh there are some good uh, recommendations you'll find, and there are some really good matches, dude. You can watch the whole cage match, Hell in a Cell, uh, where mankind was like nearly killed by the Undertaker. <laughs> like you can yeah, watch that. that. Sounds, yeah. Good God, good God that. Almighty, he killed him. He killed him. <laughs> it's good. I wouldn't mind dabbling back in the old WCW days. I I have spent quite a bit of time on YouTube just watching some old hockey clips and then some old wrestling videos or. You know, there's a couple of good channels I like to follow that uh, that kind of give you that old nostalgia for the 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 golden era of wrestling. There, the uh, Monday Night Wars and the, and the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era. Yeah. Oh, they got all yeah, that WCW yeah. stuff on there, man. Nitro. Yeah, yeah. Thunder. They got WCW uh, Thunder on there. The old Wolfpack. They have like they have like a dedicated channel which shows you like the evolution of the Wolfpack and when they switch sides and, you know, mutinies oh, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. That, that sounds cool. And one of the 
interesting stories I did stumble across the other day is uh, Ice Cube uh, has proposed a big three. So if you're not familiar, Ice Cube's got his own basketball league. It's like a traveling roadshow type deal. It's been quite successful and has its own national TV deal now with CBS. Uh, but he's proposing a quarantine games like in a reality TV style series. So basically what they're going to do is take players, test them, make sure they don't have COVID and all that shit, and then bring them into a house and they're going to set up teams and have like a tournament, basically. That's an amazing idea. Yeah, and and just basically to feed that appetite right now for sports. Any sports. There is no sports. Any sport. Any live, like, pro-level sports is going to bring in viewers. Dude, e-gaming is bringing in viewers right now. Oh, e-gaming is probably killing it right now. It's killing it. This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to (laughs) e-gaming. Listen, the guys in my fantasy pool, they legit. some of them legitimately wanted me to run the rest of the season out on NHL 20 and keep track of the stats and play. Oh, use that as a solution? Well, apparently. I mean, I guess at its core, it sounds like a good idea. But, like, do you know how much ridiculous waste of fucking time that is? Like, (laughs) there's no fucking way. So the regular season in fantasy already ended. Like, technically... If like coronavirus couldn't have happened at the worst time, right? There's never a good time for a coronavirus to happen, but let's be honest, it happened at a pretty terrible time. Springtime, as far as sports are concerned, is a huge time. So um, as far as Yahoo Fantasy is concerned, it happened at a, at a great time because it was, okay. it was in the middle of the first round of the playoffs. So the hockey was suspended. I believe it was Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, somewhere around there. Wednesday, they stopped playing games. So the first round of Yahoo Fantasy Playoffs was was only just getting underway a couple days in, and that's when it ended. So I do have the ability, like as the commissioner of my Yahoo League, I do have the ability to be like, okay, we have $1,000 in the pot. I'm going to pay out the, the, the first 500 for the regular season, and the second 500, I'm going to hang on to it and spend it, not all of it, but spend it on a trophy. I'll get the league a sick trophy. And this this year, there won't be playoffs. It'll just be congratulations to Adam for finishing first and Josh finishing second. You guys get $300 and $200, respectively. And the you know next year, we're going to have an amazing trophy, like a fucking $400 trophy, something That's sick. That's the interesting thing is everyone's arguing with each other of how to settle the scores in their fantasy leagues now. And it's like, do we wait for some... Uh you know, some direction from the league. Do we wait and see what's going to happen? And it's it's all kind of messy right now. And I'm staying the fuck out of that debate and in, in my pools anyway. Well, what's your percentage on what's your percentage on regular season games being played again? I'm gonna say low, like 25. percent Yeah, I'm probably at zero. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it just it it really seems that it's even at the time, I and mean, we we didn't understand the 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 implications and 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 how broad this whole thing was going to be uh and it just it really doesn't sound based on the the medical experts anyway i hear uh speaking at these government conferences that that we're in a position and, and it's a tough thing for professional sports and we did talk about this last episode when we speculated on this was that i mean if you're going to play without fans i think the nhl is a gate uh gate revenue heavy league you know, they, they depend on a lot of their revenue coming from, from you buying tickets and showing up to the barn. So having games without fans, yeah, sure, it gets your season on, uh, progressing, 
but from a from a business standpoint, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. And I mean, you're only gonna you're only settling the score really as as far as your multi billion dollar television deal is concerned if you're able to play games in empty barns in small venues and at least get you know get it on the television screen. You know, I was talking earlier about. Uh, I mean it seems that all the famous people and all the athletes are able to get their hands on tests uh, a lot easier than the average Joe that that's a conversation for another podcast, <laughs> but uh, why can't we just test all the players and then have all the players move into this facility and have officials and you know, like there's gotta be some they sort of, there's, there's gotta be some sort of facility with like four, four ice pads Maybe it's not reg- maybe it's not NHL regulation, but like, why can't they just bring all the teams in, get all the players checked out? Nobody has COVID. Okay, everyone live here. Everyone live here. Food and everything is going to be delivered. There's gyms. There's pools. There's everything you could ever need is here. And every night we're going to play at least eight games on our ah, four pads. But why There's not? Be kind of bush league too, though, from a pro league perspective and what you're used to, but. I mean, they might have to Better get creative, though. I mean, you got to think at this point in time for the NHL and the teams and the players. I mean, you're you're listening to all options. You're listening to all ideas right now because, and, you know, from a business standpoint, you're hurting. From a fan standpoint, you're hurting. I mean, like we you said earlier, at the end of the day, I I'm starting to care less about what it looks like and more just about something happening. And uh, like you said, looking forward to a potential conclusion to the sports season um, for all major sports. Yeah, at this point, I don't care what it looks like. Let's just see it. I don't. You know, uh, I, I saw something really interesting. Um, it was actually Farrell while we were on vacation. I think he saw it on Twitter. It might have been a barstool, barstool tweet that basically said, from this moment forward, it should be mandated that every team in every major sports league play at least one secret game. So, you know, if there's 30 teams, that's 15 games. So if something crazy like this ever happened, we would have a bunch of random sports games to televise and bet on Ah, and bet on, namely betting Uh on them. Right. So like, imagine if we had this contingency plan in place and the 2008 LA Lakers played the Phoenix Suns and we were able to watch Kobe play a game. No one knew what happened. And no one game. knew what happened. I guess no one... someone out somewhere out there would know though. Yeah, right? you're right. Yeah, if you want to ruin yeah. if you so want to if you want to rain on the parade, someone would spill the beans or something like that. But it would just be something really cool, something that they could televise. But yeah. I mean we should uh, it doesn't matter, consult... no standings, no points. No one's gonna want to do it. But it would be an interesting I'd love, idea. I'd love right now to consult with some uh some gambling people to find out what they are gambling on currently and what what is out there? Um, I know that right now the uh, uh, I don't have ESPN. Obviously, it's it's American thing, but apparently the Ocho is back right now. So they've been doing like rock skipping and like spinning contests and all this bizarre shit. Oh. Some of it some of it's old, but I mean they're they're just broadcasting all these random sports. <laughs> I thought the Ocho was from dodgeball. I didn't even know it was real. I didn't know it was real either. Like, was that like ESPN 8? Yeah, I have no idea. 
Like I, I would love more information on it, or if there's a way, I'm sure there's a way to like find a legal stream on it or something. And Why is it called into- Ocho? Is it for Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson? I, no, I, I, it's like obscure sports something. I don't know. Like it's, I like I said, I just thought it was made up on dodgeball. I didn't know it was a real thing. It should be a a 24 seven like random random sports channel hosted by Chad Ocho Cinco Jones. Yeah, they're actually shout out to uh, it's actually a Habs fan, but uh, the the guy does a really good job kind of gifting games from uh, throughout the NHL. Um, he he's been he's been started making gifts of uh, the Ocho stuff that they've been broadcasting. I think the other day was the world's ugly, ugliest dog competition. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's some hideous little shit rats on that thing. Fuck. Uh, I did want to take it back quickly to uh, to some local content um, that I wanted to bring up earlier, but um, I know I, I spent a lot of time plugging the athletic. And if if anyone out there is listening from the athletic, love your sponsorship dollars if you want to throw them our way. But uh, <laughs> you know, right now their authors have made some of their best work. I guess they got to pick a few articles to make free uh, during this time of desperate sports content need. Right. Um, but if uh, for all you local guys or fans of teams that are likely to have a high first rounder, Scott Wheeler, one of my, one of my favorite authors uh, on the Athletic, did an excellent piece on uh, good guy, local guy Jack Quinn, who's coming straight out of Cobden. Straight out of Cobden. Uh, he, he's right now it just kind of in this article they traced his path, you know, playing for the Upper Ottawa Valley Aces, um, you know, all the way up to being a highly touted prospect. Uh, he, if you're not familiar, he tore it up with the 67s this past year. The 67s actually had some, you know, some high ambitions. Uh, they were the best team in the OHL by a long shot. One of the best, best ranked in Canada. We're hoping to make a good Memorial Cup run. Uh, so Quinn had 52 goals uh, in 89 points in 62 games played this year. Jesus. Second only in goals to Maple Leaf draft pick Nick Robertson. A steal. Nick Robertson. A steal. Uh, so he played for the Canada Lasers, as I mentioned earlier, the Upper Ottawa Valley Aces. And, um, he, and right now, it seems that he's kind of shot up the draft rankings and expected to go in the first round of this year's NHL draft. Yeah, I remember calling some games uh, for Jack Quinn. I don't think he spent, I might be making He might myself... have been, what, 15th? Would he be an underage player at that time in the season? For the Lasers? Yeah. Probably. I, I don't really remember exactly when it was that he played. Let me see here. Or no, he played. Oh, no, that's for the midget AAA. Yeah, okay, so he played almost a full season with the Lasers. 49 games, 46, 46 points. Yeah, and he was the rookie games. of the year as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, And he was an absolute beauty. They they only played, uh, they got swept in the first round. They made the playoffs that year, Canada did. Um, but I, I remember specifically uh, calling some games uh, for this guy and I mean he's an absolute showstopper oh speaking of which um, hockey TV is uh, is free right now and there's no games being played so it's not like you can log in and watch a live game but if anyone out there has actual any interest in like seeing how good I am at calling games you can go on hockey TV log in free games Search Pembroke Lumber Kings. And actually, their most recent game, their final game of the season, the regular season, is a good one. It's a good one to uh, to watch. That's the game, actually, where we had Fletcher Anderson uh, join us in the Bill K. broadcast booth for the start of the second period. He was on for about 10 minutes 
Uh, that game was a good one. It was back and forth. I think the Kings end up coming away with the victory. Uh, there was a big hit, uh, a really nice goal uh, in that game as well. So if anyone's super bored and looking for some sort of hockey to watch, maybe throw on uh, some Pembroke Lumber Kings uh, on hockey TV. Why not? It's free. Why not? I mean, I've been desperate for hockey. Actually, I've been meaning to rewatch the 2010 Olympic game, Vancouver. I did find a YouTube of that. Uh, so I am going to definitely rewatch that one. Uh, I was pretty sure I was more than half in the bag at the time it occurred. Yeah, <laughs> so, so why not I, watch it and pay attention to it? Why not watch it and pay attention and, and pick up all the shit you missed the first time because you're too busy screaming at the TV? So it's the actual gold medal game? Actual gold medal game, yeah. In its, in, YouTube, in its entirety? So in its entirety, whole broadcast. Really? You're going yeah, to so gonna, have to send me that uh, link, my friend. I will for sure. And uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll watch it together and uh, shoot some messages over back and forth and uh, live tweet it or something. Live, like yeah, live. I, I've noticed some people have been doing that. They've been live tweeting certain Leaf games throughout the year. And uh, I actually, this past Saturday night, tuned into Sportsnet to catch the end of the uh, Blue Jays? I think it was 2007 Maple Leafs game. Oh, Maple Leafs. The Flames, uh, back when Sandin was still there, O-Dog was playing for the Leafs. Uh, Ray Croft was in net. Brian McCabe and Caberlet were still there. Is that when he uh, got his Darcy hattie? Tucker, that's when he got his hattie. 500th goal, shorthanded OT winner. You couldn't write a better story. And I remember that game specifically. And I watched that fucking game on a 12-inch tube TV in my, my single-bedroom apartment when I was in university and remember it like it was yesterday. And to watch that game again brought back some good memories. I also remember that game because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a, a time during that game, let's go where it wasn't looking too good for us. No. Cause I thought they were, they were had to battle back. I, I unfortunately I did tune in in the third period of the rebroadcast on Saturday. So right. I didn't catch it all, but, uh, I, I mean, talk about a game, you know, and there's not a ton of Maple Leaf games worth rewatching over the past 20 years, but that's <laughs> definitely one of them. Yeah, you're right. I just remember, I, I might have to jump into that one as well, because that was, it was such an emotional game, because it was, it was almost as if we were letting our captain down uh, in that game, and then he just basically refused to be denied, and ended up scoring that huge clapper and it was a tough one on Mika Kiprasov because it was deflected off a stick made it made Mika Kiprasov look pretty bad man it was like a 55 it, it footer did, yeah. it was like a yeah, 55 footer I mean it did go top cheese glove side so not much Kipper could do on a deflected shot but I just remember one of the first things I felt after pure elation when that one went in re realizing that it was shorthanded and and it was his hat trick goal oh, it was his 500th goal like it's so crazy to come into that game with 496 goals and leave with 500 the way he did was really yeah. I think he got all three stars and he was a little emotional when he came out and like was applauding the the fans like big standing ovation like i remember one of the first things i felt after you know being obviously elated that we won was i felt bad for kipper i felt bad for kipper soft because like <laughs> it went over his shoulder and he just beelined it he, he went right off the ice went right yeah. off the ice and it was a tough way for him to go in, in that instance but hey sometimes uh losers gotta lose right so it's, it's a perfect uh, uh memory of matt sundin because it's so uh, so so typical Mats, where in a game in, he took a team that was not nearly up to par for for the standard of hockey that that guy could play. 
it was a good example of what Matt Sundin did for the Leafs for 15 years or whatever it was he played. He Carried put that them. team on his back and made them win games they had no business being in. Yeah, it's true. And you forget about how how talented he was and how he was a bit of a grinder. I mean, a lot of his his work was down below the dots, down below the goal line, man. He went in the corners. He fetched pucks. He used his, his massive frame to his advantage so well, too. Well, he'd come out. One of my favorite things about him was his ability to retrieve, like you just said, hound the puck in the corner, retrieve the puck in the corner, and somehow work his way out to an opportunity to shoot. And he would just need that one opportunity to shoot it. And one thing that I think he kind of Sundin uh, never really got as much credit maybe as he should have gotten for, for me at least was how clutch he was. That was uh, a big moment. Yeah. Like that was something that kind of developed as an attribute, maybe a little bit after his time. Like uh, Steve Thomas was, was really well known for being super clutch. Um, You know, Sundin was always just like out there in moments where, I mean, as all the good players are, okay, all the good players eventually become clutch in some point or another because they're always out there when you need a goal. And whenever it happens, it'll be that guy. So obviously he's going to be clutch because he's always getting ice time in big minutes. But it just felt like there were so many times I remember like chewing on my fucking fingernails or like holding my fucking hair with my hands and then like, you know, Sunday and like, yes, like yeah, what I we were waiting for. Your- all your hopes and dreams and faith in the team was riding on Matt's. Like, yeah. can he do it for us? Can he do and it? Just, just to talk about Matt Sundin and his clutch nature, the all-time leader in overtime goals for the Toronto Maple Leafs is Matt Sundin with 14 overtime winners. Well, so, there you go. I mean, that just that tells you the story right there. Uh, to keep on the topic of the NHL, I did want to touch base on this story. Unfortunately, it's a COVID story, so we're back into that quickly, but... Um, it has been really great to see a lot of the organizations step up and offer to pay their part-time staff uh, for the remainder of the season game, so regular paychecks as they would have received, except for Jeremy Jacobs, the billionaire owner of the Boston Bruins. Yeah, d- so does he own TD Garden? I think so. I'm looking it up you right now. Confirm that for me. I, I can hear you typing over there. Yeah, <laughs> can you hear me typing? Or I just asking me to fucking guess. Yeah, he does. So he owns the company that owns the TD Garden. I I needed I needed to Google that before I really put him on blast because you have to be careful. A lot of teams were getting blasted for this exact reason when many teams are simply tenants uh, within the building, and while. Right. You know, while the ushers will work the uh, hockey games, they will also work the uh, whatever else is there, concerts or NBA games or indoor, you know, whatever fucking monster truck shows like they'll they'll work everything. So I, I do think it maybe is a little unfair to just be like, oh, shame on you, NHL team for not paying the employees that work there year round and are also funded by other major sporting uh, leagues. You know what I mean? Like it was a little bit unfair to throw them under the bus. If they're just tenants, it's not really up to them to, 
to pay for the employees. And I don't really know. Right, to step up. Yeah, I don't know if it's their responsibility to be like, okay, you guys work our hockey games, but you also work for, you know, the Houston Rockets or whatever in the NBA. So now we're going to pay you. Well, why don't they fucking pay you too? So it was a little unfair. And I felt like it was a bit of a cesspool of everyone just kind of being shameful. Like, here's a list of all the teams that are stepping up and being good fucking franchises. And here are all the other teams that are no good fucking lazy losers who don't yeah. want to pay anyone. Without understanding like, the business side of it. Yeah, you need some context. You, you, you definitely need some context. And I think as it as it boils down to Jeremy Jacobs, that's why I had to that's why I had to check uh the ownership of the actual building itself. It is Jacobs. So this guy is probably the richest single owner in pro sports right now. Maybe. I don't know. Like I'm sure um the other isn't the other guy's name Jacobs too? The guy that owns the Cowboys? Uh, no. Fuck. Jeremy Jones. Jeremy Jones. Yeah. His name is Jeremy also. <laughs> yeah, I knew. <laughs> he had the wrong part of the name. I knew there was something similar there. But anyways, yeah. like now, Jones. This guy's worth $3 billion. Yeah, like pay your fucking employees, man. Just break the bank there, Jerry. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. It, it was funny because that list was short in the in the early going. It was like a couple of teams that stepped up. And then I was like, here's the list that aren't. And then within like two days, they're all like, yeah, we got we to gotta do this because if not, we're going to get shamed into doing it anyway. Hey, even Eugene is stepping up and doing it. Even Eugene. And if Eugene is showing you up, you are a piece of shit, I guess, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Eugene's PR team is like, listen, man, this is an opportunity for you to like – you know, throw a bit of a bandaid on buy some good. Yeah. Buy some good fucking karma here, man. Buy it up while yeah. it lasts. Good opportunity for him to get some return on investment. And, and interestingly enough, of course, the Ottawa centers have had not, not one, but two players test positive. Uh, apparently had, had been in a couple of the buildings that the jazz had been in shortly thereafter. Um, I mean, that's kind of why the I think the NHL had to respond to the NBA and, and basically follow suit with them because here you have all these shared locker rooms and buildings and facilities. So it's like right. as soon as as soon as something happened, the NBA was as automatic for the NHL. Yeah, I mean, it it, it wasn't. Uh, you're right. It was it was it wasn't surprising uh, to see the NHL follow suit. I still feel like I can blame Rudy Gobert though for ruining the players for me. Farrell oh my I, god. Farrell and I both agree. Well, because if Rudy Gobert doesn't fucking touch everything like an idiot and pretend that the coronavirus is a total joke, then I don't think that it escalates as quickly. I think it still escalates to where we are right now, but I don't necessarily know if the players championship would have been canceled. Like if he didn't do that, it probably would have bought me and Farrell another two or three days before they would have shut everything down. That's all I'm right, saying. I'm not right. saying that he created coronavirus. I'm just saying, no, like, but he, he, he the was timeline like zero of the sports world. Yes, the timeline really fucked me up and me being able to attend the players. And that when it first happened, yeah. and it was Friday, and Farrell and I were supposed to be at TPC Sawgrass, I was like. This is all Rudy Gobert's fault. It's like we should be at the players because at the very least, it would have bought another day, I think. I think it would have bought at least, at least one more day, which would have meant that Farrell and I would have been happy as pigs and shit walking around TP Sawgrass, being told that we can't come back on Sunday. But at least we would have been at least we would have been there. 
So much time you got left to quarantine. You got some plans? You got some activities here to keep yourself sane or what? Uh, not really. Um, what is it? I mean, it was uh, Friday, I guess. So not this Friday, but next Friday. <laughs> man. So you still got a week and a half to go. Yeah, I got a week and a half to go. I'm not really too concerned about it, man. Like I've got, uh, I came back with four bottles of Pink Whitney. Nice. Um, so I've got that pink Whitney, uh, mix it with water and it's just delicious. Nice. Um, which is a nice drink, dude, because normally I'm not, a, I'm not a mixer with water. Like I know a lot of people like to drink vodka and water, not a huge fan of it. If I'm drinking any hard liquor, it's probably either whiskey straight or whiskey mixed with something if I'm feeling mixed. But with this pink Whitney, it's pretty fucking easy to find water to mix your drink with, right? Like you don't have to stop and buy mix or anything like that. Right, like you right. can just drink it with water, which is nice, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm balls deep into, into the division. Like I told you that game is going to, uh, take some time. Uh, I also have the golf club 2019, which is a great game. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine actually just recently picked that up. So we'll probably have a couple rounds, maybe, maybe put some money on the line on our virtual golf. Cause we have to bet on something. You need something to gamble on. Yeah. I got to gamble on something, my friend. And other than that, just watching shows and making dinners and trying to keep my, keep my space from Kirsty before, before she basically tells me that I can come near her. Yeah. That'll be nice. Eh? But that'll be a whole game changer right there. Well, I mean, I've, <laughs> going on vacation and then coming home and having to spend my time like hey, a, a, a yard toucher. yeah a yardstick away from her like fuck yeah. I've been overly productive on the weekends like just finding stuff that you put off for years you never give a shit about like I got myself into a plumbing project because of a leaky faucet and you know it just spirals from there because of course I mean I don't know if other people have experienced this, but when I go to fix something, I break three things in the process <laughs> and it turns into a whole fucking day or two job. <laughs> Try to fix the step on the deck and now you're building a whole new deck. Building a whole new deck. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I'm, delicate tasks and me don't get along very well. I mean, when it comes to demolition, I can handle that. Yeah, or, sure. You know, no problem. Just have little, a couple of beers. Nail and hammer action. But you were talking <laughs> about little delicate tasks. Like, you know, I'll, I'll break... I'll go to repair something and I will break it as I'm taking it apart. Yeah. You got to turn into some sort of handyman. I don't know. I'll probably end up, uh, dicking around with, uh, with some, some audio clips and stuff for our podcast. I, I, I have, I had been maybe a, a couple weeks leading up to my vacation there last week. I, I had been dabbling with, uh, a bit of an alternate, uh, an alternate intro, uh, if you will, just, just to, just to spice it up a little. Uh, for our for our listeners, so I might put a little bit more work into that and maybe drop it next week. I was thinking about doing it for this week too, but I don't know. I wasn't feeling up to it, so bland ass intro for this week. We didn't even have an intro because we just had to roll with you right yeah, on the. I know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in. in. Yeah, I'll, I'm they'll gonna put it in. in. So uh, obviously, yeah. in, in hindsight, uh, the the intro did happen, and I'm sure it sounded fine. But yeah, I well, mean, this is. This does offer us an opportunity to get creative, though, here. I mean, we're the show must go on, and we want to keep you listeners entertained and, and up to date on what the fuck we're doing, which is not a whole hell of a lot right now. But, uh, you know, I, you know, we're going to have to get creative here with the content. And like I said earlier in the show, if you guys want to give us a shout, you got some feedback, got some ideas, got some topics, questions, whatever you want to know about us, everything's on the table here because well, we're, we're going to have to get creative. 
Well, I like that 2010 thing, man. It's been it has been a really, really, really long time since I watched that game. Now, I did purchase the DVD set. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but shortly after the 2010 Olympics, they yeah, yeah. they came up with like a three DVD set. Uh, I did ha- I did buy that. It's somewhere I don't know where, but if you can get me that link to the gold medal game, I think that's interesting, man. Maybe we should maybe we should rewatch that that gold medal game from 2010 and 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 have some hot takes on it. And yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like we can talk about players that aren't even in the league anymore uh, that are playing for either team. And man, did you know that this guy was on that team or, or whatever, right? Like it'll give us something to talk about. So maybe we should just kind of plan on that for next week's quarantine episode. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit the 2010 gold medal game. So between now and next week, all of our listeners, if you guys want to jump in on that, make sure you watch it uh, or, or watch through, watch the highlights or something like that. And, and maybe join the discussion and, you know, I'm kind of hoping, Lesko, that when we go watch it back, I'm I'm hoping that there are moments where I'm like, bro, I can't believe this guy did that, like late in the third period or something like that, because it was a close game, right? So I'm oh, looking, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing like Fuck, they almost blew it. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to seeing moments where like one, for example, Lesko, that I know already that we're going to talk about next week, and I had been talking about this for months after it happened, even though we won the gold medal game. Like, relax, Coleman, it's over. But when Luongo failed to catch the dump in, the one, oh, yeah. the one where they ended up, they almost scored, and then we went down the ice and scored, and it was because Luongo didn't, he didn't catch it properly. He kind of fucked it up a little bit, and they almost fucking scored and ended the game. And then we scored like 15 seconds later, so nobody remembers. Nobody remembers yeah. when Luongo yeah. almost erases the gap. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So like, so now- yeah, check that out. And yeah, we'll talk about that next week and we'll make some notes there and we'll talk about it as if it was yesterday. Okay. Well, that sounds good, man. And maybe, uh, so that's, we'll- a, that's a good starter. We'll start with that and then we'll, we'll get the, we'll get the creative juices flowing and see what else we can come up uh, for next week for you people. Oh, you people. Jeez. You people. I said Holy fuck. You're going to shut us now down. I'm going to get canceled like everything else. <laughs> Hashtag cancel 2020. That's right. All right, man. Well, what are you saying? You want to hashtag cancel this episode or what? Yeah, that's uh, all we have for this week on the Pucks and Quarantine podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. That's all I got. <laughs> strong, <laughs> strong outro from my man on on Skype. Uh, usually do the outros. I don't even know why I tried to do that. <laughs> We're changing it up here. We're self. I'm in my, I, home, my home barn here. I'm feeling uh, real confident. No kidding, eh? It's a it's a home game for you. Yeah, that's right. Or that's maybe technically, maybe technically, it's a road game because you're so used to doing them here. It is actually. It is almost like a road game. It's, you know, I, I'm putting my office to good use, which is kind of nice. I haven't <laughs> dusted off the old desk in a while. <laughs> But I guess working from home, I will be in here a little more in the next little while. So. Yeah, no kidding. All right, folks. Well, that's it for uh, Pucks and D Podcast. It's a wrap. Episode 60. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As uh, Lesko said, you can find us on Twitter, as always, at Coleman42, at Lesko Adam, and follow the station's Twitter, at PuckPod. And uh, we will catch you in a week's time. As Lesko says, the show must go on, so the boys will be returning next week with uh, lots of stuff to talk about and uh, between now and then make sure you guys tune into that 2010 gold medal game that's what we'll do we'll have a nice little topic something to watch uh, some homework for the listeners uh, each and every week until until we come out on the other side of this so I guess until then stay safe wash your fucking hands everyone
Wash your goddamn hands. For the love of God. <laughs>